Before we get into the episode, we'd just like to mention that due to the current global pandemic, we are conducting some of our discussions with guests on online mediums and therefore there might be some inconsistencies in audio quality in the conversations. Thank you so much for your understanding. Please note that the topics, issues and areas discussed in this podcast may cause distress to some listeners, as well as the possible use of bad language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Addressing the Elephant, the Mental Health Podcast. My name is Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me and having a conversation about mental health. Welcome back to uh, the second episode in the series of episodes I've recorded with IACAT, the Irish Association of Creative Art Therapists, talking about what IACAT is, what IACAT does, what are the creative art therapies, who they can benefit and all of that good stuff. Today I am joined by Heidi Morrison. Heidi Morrison is an art psychotherapist who is on the IACAT Council and who is the co-founder of their own organization called So Earth Projects and we'll talk about that a little bit in the podcast but thank you for joining us and thank you for listening and let's just get into it. Hope you enjoy. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by Heidi. Heidi thank you so much for joining me. Well great to be here. Thank you for inviting me Rachel. Absolutely no problem. Um, before we get into it can you maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is and kind of what you do? So hi, uh, yeah, I'm Heidi Morrison. I'm an art psychotherapist. I'm also an artist. Uh, I basically started um, being interested in in art psychotherapy very early on in life. I uh, found out on work experience actually in school about an art uh, psychotherapist, art therapist actually, in a local hospital um, in Wales. Um, This is where I was brought up and I went to visit him. Um, I dropped in and it was great because, you know, I I didn't have preset ideas or anything. I was just really innocently going in and having a lovely time chatting to the guy. He showed me his art therapy department. I got really excited about the prospect of using art, combining that with with mental health. Um, And that really, I suppose, set receded some ideas of where I wanted to go with it so yeah I um after talking to him then I went and really felt also quite strongly about going towards being an artist so there was two strands I suppose you know wanting to follow um, the path of being an artist a visual artist um but also keeping that in the background potentially going into kind of care work as well and using the creative arts to do that um so I went to college I went and went to um study fine arts in Exeter Devon in England um and had the crack had the fun um <laughs> and uh came out with a fine art degree and um, then after that I was like kind of forgot really about art therapy I didn't really I was a bit at a loss and you know everybody talks about going into teaching when you don't know what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that's terrible but I kind of thought oh yeah well I could could do go into teaching and then of course I, I met my husband you see um and then and then all things all the plans went out the door um because then I had babies so I had babies I had um four babies back to back um and you know I worked bits and pieces I actually did mural work I did my own art nothing you know nothing serious or solid um during those times during those years um I was a big stay-at-home mum you know um kept on going 
and then eventually um uh, my my fourth child was about five years old and I decided okay my time now so <laughs> let's Absolutely look into the therapy thing <laughs> yeah um and I did I went down to CIT Cork um and I did the three years there um studied um uh, you know the whole beautiful kind of idea that you can use you know, art absolutely um, within within the context of um, you know health. Um, it was a fantastic experience. A lot of experiential work um, was amazing down there. Um, a lot of group work, a lot of process work, clinical work, placements. Um, went to various different placements. Uh, really exciting times actually, and really influenced, I suppose, specialisms as well that that I that I work in now. Mm-hmm. So then after that, then um, I decided I, I needed more education. I don't know why. It was just a personal thing. Do you know, I just needed I needed to kind of expand the horizons a little bit more mm-hmm. for me. Um, and it was just a personal thing at the end of the day. So actually, I went and did a psychoanalytic psychotherapy course up in Trinity. So I did that. Um, and reasons being, I just was really hungry for more theory. Um and to complement the work that I'd already, the exciting work that I'd done down in Crawford. So, um, and that really gave me, I suppose, uh, more perspectives to work on and more, uh, I suppose, ideas of what specialisms I wanna go into. Um, And it was really, really exciting time as well to learn, to feel that I could do that. You know, a great support home and everything like Mm -hmm. that. So that was good. So that's my journey. I don't know if that's the question you asked, but that's my journey. Absolutely, that 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 answers the question and more. Um, yeah. But I suppose for I, I might slightly track back a little bit, and in yeah. the sense that for people who may not understand what yeah. art therapy is, could you explain to us as an art therapist? Could you explain what art therapy is, what it might involve? Okay, so art therapy, um, it is a solution focused and evidence based um, profession you know, um, and it's absolutely a form of therapy. It uses, it helps, uses a trade of mediums to help us connect. Um, it helps us um, then once one, one connects with that. And that, when I mean connect, I mean identify um, through the art mediums what the issues might be, interior, you know, your inner feelings and inner thoughts, what they might be, so you're connecting. And then um, it has a process of externalizing. So once you can connect, then you can externalize. Now, it's not always a cognitive um, thing, which I mean, it's not always a thinking thing. It's just an instinctive thing. So it can be a very unconscious process. They're externalizing thoughts and feelings through the art mediums. And when in doing that, you're, you're making further connections, you're making further identifications, you know, within within the artwork. Now, a lot of it is is not conscious, you know, you don't know that that's that, and it should never be a, a situation where, you know, you, you have a client come in and you say, well, um, let's, see, you know, let's see what that, you know, I basically say, let's determine what that anger looks like, do you know, let's, box it sort of thing it's very organic um a lot of connections and identifications can be very multiplex if you know if you know what I mean so they can have many different layers conscious and unconscious and some things you can't actually pin down do you know what I mean it's a very organic process so in a roundabout way basically you externalize 
um, your thoughts and feelings through the art, unconsciously as well as consciously. And then the therapist is there to basically support that process. So to help, I suppose, um, facilitate understanding around what those thoughts and feelings are. So, and again, it has to be done in a very non-direct, I suppose, way. However, you know, you indicate what might be happening for them. So you're wondering with them what, what this might be. Um, so you're not focusing in on something so much. You're just keeping it quite, I suppose, gentle and, and non-direct so that they can lead the process and then they can mind find those connections and you basically mirror what they might be saying and coming back with what they might be saying. What does it actually mean to come to an art therapy session? And I think on the practical terms, you know, it's really important, I think, to, to get that message across. Basically, it means when someone comes into therapy, the therapist facilitates a process where they can just play, really. So play, that, that could be both for, for children, adolescents and adults. OK, so adults can play as well. And when we talk about play, I mean, uh, you know, in a way of externalising, you know, um, how they're feeling. So that could be through any mediums Though so I would practically have, you know, to have all the different mediums on a trolley um, and they can pick out whatever they want. And of course, this is not, you know, I won't be studying or, or zooming in on them too much. I just let them allow them to kind of mess around, basically, and play and see where it takes them. And of course, if sometimes people are nervous to know where to start and starting is the most difficult bit. So sometimes I would potentially introduce a theme um, and that might help them, I suppose, think of ideas of where to start. So it's not completely unknown all the time, do you know, because um, that can be potentially quite unnerving. And I totally respect that, understand that. I would find that difficult. So what, what, what we tend to do is we just pick a medium, an art medium, and instinctively just move your hand and let the hand do its own thing. And eventually it an abstract picture may arise or something um, with a picture may arise and the more that's practiced the less there's there's a timid intimidation there and I think it all depends on the relationship between yourself and the client if you create a place where you're going to be studied or you're going to be analyzed or you're going to be you know expected to do this amazing art or anything like that that is really the fear a lot of people come into therapy with do you know, I'm feeling very vulnerable. How on earth am I supposed to relax here? Do you know? So as a therapist, it's very important for us to hold that space, to work with them and to throw a bit of paint around, do you know, have a go, just a go. It's not anything that, that's serious. It's just having a go, seeing where it takes you, where they're to support you. There's no wrong, you know, there's no judgment. And it's amazing what happens when people have that more trust develop in the early stages you know and then it's very organic people then come weekly um, and really enjoy just being and that's that's the important thing that we can just be together in a space a creative space without any I suppose obligation sometimes some people feel they don't feel like painting or drawing or anything that's fine we can talk do you know and that's fine too and um, we're trained to help people you know, express their story or their inner difficulties as well. So the talk part is can be totally there as well. So it's it's not forced. It's it's not 
you know assigned you don't you you introduce themes if that helps the person but it's not necessarily directed you have to do this you know so it's really really supportive and again that depends on the therapist that provides that space for them so really respectful you know I I always respect anyone coming into therapy um it's such any type of therapy you know it's such a it's such a, a immense thing they're doing to step over that line of okay I'm gonna expose myself a little here <laughs> you know it's never going to be easy, you know, never. And it's such a, such a massive thing to do that, to recognize something in ourselves that we need to share, you know, and it's a sharing process. So practically, it means just coming into the room, we're supporting that process. They, um, with ourselves, and I always say we, because it is a we experience, you know, Absolutely. never, the person should never feel isolated in this experience. Um, and it's supportive and it's walking alongside them to help the process so yeah so that's that's it and then the creative mediums itself talk for themselves so for example the sensory mediums you know might might connect with a feeling of spilling you know spilling something I want to get something out you know say if you're using paint or something I want to squirt that out a lot of people use pencils because that helps them control do you know what they're feeling so again you know that's that's I suppose quite revealing do you know not that you're analyzing but it's just something quite you know, the different mediums offer different things for people, you know, and it's where, what they need, you know, so you're using the creative mediums, but the creative process is to make links with those thoughts and feelings that happen within a session. So I hope that explains it a little of what practically that's like for, for someone walking in therapy and what, you know, the, the whole thing about safety um, and support. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a really important kind of things to highlight within the process. Mm-hmm. yeah I think so and I think even like you're saying highlighting that safety and support and then also highlighting there is no expectation of what it's going to be that it's completely directed yeah. by you whatever so it's not you're coming in oh we finished it this last week we're going to continue on if you want to you can or here yeah. we can go with this we can use a different medium um mm-hmm. so it is completely uh, directed by the client as well with support from the therapist it's support, that it's not completely you know you're not completely alone there you know it can feel quite difficult at the beginning, but once the beginning is, when I say difficult, it, it, we're, we're with our own demons because we're with that space with ourselves. But the therapist is there to, I suppose, not cushion is the word, but just, I suppose, to kind of manage it for the person too. Do you know, we understand it. Like we've been there, actually. Do you know, all therapists have gone through personal therapy. I don't think any, you know, everybody knows that. Do you know, we've been there. We've been there. We know what it's like. To, to feel that vulnerable space and to have those critical thoughts coming in of, you know, I can't do this because this would reveal too much, or I can't, I can't do this because that looks stupid, or I can't draw, you know, let's just name it. Those are the things that come for the client when they come into the rooms and, and on different degrees. Some, some people don't have that, you know, I'm not presuming that people do, but you're respectful that that might be a possibility that we're, our society is so product led our society is so into being productive um, and being skillful and we're throwing that out the window to be quite honest you know in therapy it's not about that it's about the process and we have to remind ourselves that that's so difficult for anyone coming into that process because I know it for myself (laughs) you know I have to beat my own demons up and say no it's about the process let's see how it goes (laughs) so you know that's that's where it's at so I don't know if that answers your question. It but... does. And I suppose it, it, it brought up a reflection for me in the sense that 
a lot of people would kind of know of talk therapy and would gravitate towards yeah. talk, talk therapy. And uh, I'm super conscious that I don't believe that talk therapy works for everyone. Yeah. And even uh, an idea or a thought process that I've been having over the last few weeks, um, specifically when I compare talk therapy and creative therapies yeah. is in talk therapy. If I'm say I'm, I'm talking with a counselor or a therapist or whatever, I'm choosing the words that I'm giving them unless I get caught up in emotion and something then I Ooh, might yeah, get. But for, yeah, for the large yeah. part of it, I'm choosing what is being yes. released and what they're finding out. Whereas even personally, I know I've used art as a medium before and I just get lost in it. And then like I, I, I have a piece that I've kept for I'd say I did it when I was a teenager now and I look yeah. at it and to anyone looking at it, it's just blue and black paint but to me I can feel so much emotion from it because I knew where I was at the time yeah and I don't think I could have or I would have rather verbalized what I created within this um painting or art medium for myself I didn't do it with anyone I just did it with myself but I'm just Mm -hmm. you know I I I think that creative therapies it maybe catches people off guard with how how deep or how you know connected we can get into the process and then you know express it but like that you know I'm not verbally saying it but I can still express and process what I'm going through and um, without that fear of oh they're going to know what I'm talking about whereas you're just like well I'm channeling it through art instead you know yeah and I, I think that there's a massive respect to that that the you know the art process is such a visceral sensory physical process you know as you say it goes to levels it does not have words necessarily saying that you know words can and and this is what what I'm saying I suppose that words can eventually be said and be named you know Mm -hmm. it can Um, and and it's the other way around if you like just you say that you're not coming up with words the art is the is the catalyst I suppose of other threads that that can run into words and communication so I suppose that's really I do believe in that and I do believe that it doesn't have to happen either that you know you can have very non-verbal very silent place and it depends on the client depends on the client depends on what they are presenting do you know in a way of you know how safe it is for them I suppose to verbalize you know what, what, what it is because words can be very direct and they can Absolutely. be quite frightening for some people um, and for good reason <laughs> so you know keeping it in the non-verbal is very containing for people um, and and yet very powerful so yeah there, there's a lot of layers and there's a lot of ways I suppose and that's why it's so important that you know one is trained to kind of manage what words should be used and how they should be used um, with people mm-hmm. And I yeah. agree in the sense that with the with the trained professionals as well, mm-hmm. that I, I know we're kind of saying that words can or can't be used, but the words that the the therapist or the trained professional use can really, you know, impact on the client if you uh, mm-hmm. perceive or, you know, use the wrong kind exactly. of wording at the wrong time exactly. um, in, in this because it's such a for me I see it as such a unique dynamic like you know if you're doing a a, a talk therapy you can rephrase and you know reflect back what someone is saying whereas um when there's not as much verbal communication going on through a creative medium the few words that are said probably have a lot more to them whether they're coming from the client or whether whether they're coming from the therapist absolutely yeah I mean 
it is a communication the verbal is a communication so you're nearly talking i mean it's a, they call it the triangular relationship so you're talking back at the image so you have to be very very sensitive of what words you use to that and as you say yeah it has that very deep kind of non-verbal effect and yet it has an emotion to it so you can really you absolutely correct i think presumption is the very worst thing you could do and you know presuming that someone's saying something when they're not or running ahead thinking you may be right that that person is saying this but it's not the timing it's not the right timing to do that so using words yeah should be I suppose very very select um, and very carefully done especially in fact more so when working with with creative mediums because they are very powerful and I suppose you do see like as standard I think the the rhetoric in society is talk therapy is what people do Mm -hmm. um and I think when you say talk therapy people kind of know what it is I'm going in and I'm going talking or like you said earlier on sometimes it's just offloading things yeah then there's you know there's different techniques people use that we're learning more about like CBT and all that sort of stuff so there's slight little things being learned and some people like oh it's not for me it is for me but in terms of art therapy I suppose who do you see art therapy being beneficial for in the sense that I my my observation and my feeling um from even just using creative mediums with people in general not in a therapeutic sense is there's like the underlying idea that I need to be artistic or I need to be a musician or I need to you know have all of these skills to utilize these different therapies um but as an art therapist how do you view that thought process I think it's very, um, I suppose, disabling to to come with those belief systems as such, because even though it's a natural thing to believe, you know, that you have to be, because you're using art, you need to either be an artist or you have to be a child, right? So, because child play artists uh, can use the medium proficiently and they can, you know, explore things, you know, (laughs) easily, which is actually a myth. (laughs) But yeah, so it is categorized as being a skill set, whereas really art, psychotherapy, art therapy um, is not about using skills. It's not skills based. It's, it's absolutely about the process. And so anyone can pick up a color and make a mark. Anyone can think of an image and draw a shape or or create a shape, even through sand or anything, um, but not, you know, very easily and connect to that metaphor you know anybody can do that um have a memory or anything can can be um used in a way of the materials external materials i'd like to see it as a external way of expression it's not not necessarily art it's it's using external materials to extend what you're feeling extend what your thoughts are make meaning out of that so really um the art piece kind of sometimes gets in the way because people think yeah it has to be an artist you have to be and respectfully you can understand that you can understand that um because in school we're taught you know um that when you do you have to be good at art do Mm -hmm. art it's a very disciplined kind of idea you know you have to be creative and now not to say being creative is not a bad thing in in you know art therapy 
um, it's, it's an amazing tool, but creativity is in all of us. It's just if we can allow it to develop and that's mm -hmm. a facilitation process of the therapist to allow us to play, allow us to create. Where the, where the client can't play, the therapist needs to come in and help that person play. Do you know, so therapists there for, has a role to play um, in, in, the, in the therapeutic relationship to actually enhance that ability to play. So people can express a bit more, do you know? So it's not, it's certainly not about skills um, and it's not about being massively creative because I think there's a massive fear out there for that. And it's such a tool um, and it's so sad um, if that tool is diminished to something that's just skills-based because it's not, yeah. Exactly. And I think even uh, what you said there about creativity in the sense that we do all have creativity in our lives and we have creativity in different aspects or, or exactly. you know, whether it's I'm creative with my writing or I'm creative with photography or I can see something in the garden. And I think it's just channeling and redirecting some of that creativity into this medium. Yes. So even in, say, art therapy, you have lots of different mediums for people to use. You don't just use paint necessarily or, um, uh, you know, the traditional forms of, you know, you would love to see people using sand, shells, stones. You can, you know, use lots of kind of more, I suppose, images that you can bring and pull out, um, cut out images. You don't have to be able to draw. Uh, you could use word. I mean, the other day I was creating poetry <laughs> alongside a client um, and, you know, that was really powerful. And, you know, a lot of things can happen with these mediums. So it's, it's not restricted to one thing. And that's the great thing about it. Yeah. And I suppose it's just going with with what comes up, like we've been saying from the whole time, it, it, it works with whatever is coming up for you and, mm -hmm. you know, flows with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, within the frame, within the context mm -hmm. of those boundaries that keep things safe. And again, you need to be, I suppose, properly attuned to what is too much for somebody. Mm -hmm. So when we say anything goes, well, actually, it can in a way of, you know, the play within a space, but absolutely it needs to be safe and needs to be boundaried. So that's why supervision comes in as well. You have to be mindful and reflective of your own process and what you're bringing into the session. So that, that's very important that you manage that and be mindful of that. Also, you know, running into areas you think that, you know, subjects within the, within the therapy session that you feel... Um, is too much for somebody I think that's extremely important that you know you boundary that for yourself and know the pace to follow the pace you know is really important within the process as well those other external practical boundaries are important like time and setting and those kind of things are really important within the session too there's so many layers you know what what it offers somebody and this is this is the complex part of the work of what it offers and there's so many different layers of what people come to therapy with you know what what their needs are so whatever level and people might may only want to just offload you know they may only just want to use the non-verbal they may may not want to you know or or have not even want to then it's not the right timing for them to mm -hmm. go any deeper or they're not in the right developmental kind of internal phase you know mm -hmm. of their of their mental life you know mm -hmm. to to go in any depth they might not have that safety around them or anything do you know so it's 
external safety things. So it's really multi-layered and complex, really. And I think the therapist has to assess that. So I'll no. shut up there. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. Like, like, I completely agree with you that it does it depends on each person coming in and it can even like vary uh, the same person depending on how they're feeling coming in yeah. that week and stuff like that so oh, I think totally. absolutely yeah. like it, it never presume That's no it. never presume so this process who would this benefit um and who who would be suitable for this for this work I suppose you know, anyone, as we were saying earlier, is creative, you know, on whatever level that is. And within the therapy session, of course, that is encouraged and facilitated, uh, but not demanded. Um, but it's it's certainly something that can grow and develop. And the creative process helps us obviously identify and connect with our feelings. So anyone can use this process. But I suppose the people who really find it quite beneficial are those who perhaps wouldn't even think of going to, <laughs> to therapy is those people who who rely on words a lot, do you know, to justify or, or not even justify, but I suppose defend themselves against their feelings, do you know? Um, and, and on many levels that happens, isn't it? You know, they're passive kind of feelings underneath that happen, but are, are talked away you know so words can actually nearly run away from what's really feeling or that disconnect from feeling can be smothered with words so those people who I suppose use that a lot would benefit from from art therapy um and I suppose it's a misnomer in some ways that it's for people who are completely who don't have don't have words but actually people some people who have a lot of words need it because they're so potentially disconnected from what they're feeling they're just padding it out with what they think they should say so I don't know that's quite vague but basically there are people there who are disconnected you know and and find words to kind of hide behind them if you like hide the feelings and then there's people obviously who find words difficult to explain to express how they're feeling that's obvious those people who can't identify feelings through words and feelings I mean it's an obvious one that the nonverbal process is really good for them so what does that really mean? I suppose it's people as well um, in different areas. Now I work, like to work with people who suffered through trauma. So there's that trauma-informed kind of piece that goes through the work as well, where obviously, you know, the nonverbal really helps contain and hold that person. The sensory piece helps them connect with feelings without actually verbalizing them. So it actually kind of gives that that space for them to be with that feeling and tolerate opening that window of tolerance with that person you know the therapist so within the area of trauma it's very useful they feel like they have more control over the process when there's something tangible there to work with again one has to be very mindful of the words being used within that process because it's a very impactful process for them um, and again that, that has to be very trauma-informed you know um kind of processes and approaches within that area so yeah that sensory piece is really good for people within those those areas that's I think would you know very important but I mean there's a whole spectrum of people that would use art therapy and would benefit from the use of art therapy so Mm -hmm. and benefit in different ways benefit in different ways yes and different levels so for example I have some clients who use the art therapy as a way to talk 
you know, so they're making, say, for example, they're rolling the clay and then something comes up for them. There's not anything to do identifying or metaphoric about the about what they're making particularly, but they're allowing, they can actually start talking when they're using the sensory materials. So that's really powerful for some people, do you know, and blocks them and sticks them, if you like, because um, they're doing something in a very meditative, meditative kind of trance-like space. So they can really feel relaxed, do you know, to talk then eventually about what's going on for them. That on that level is really good. And then on another level, people, are often very surprised what comes up for them that they can start talking about things that they've never talked about because they've found something that links connects with them their disconnection from experience can suddenly happen within the creative mediums obviously safely again it's really important that but yes it can absolutely unstuck someone unstick someone it can allow communication to come on a deeper level so there's lots of different levels and then we can talk about the metaphor what might that mean what what I wonder about it's not what it means because it can change all the time that people are making those connections and I think that for people is very empowering on many different levels as, as well so my mission in life is that adults can use this service mm-hmm. you know when I say mission <laughs> my vision is that adults can use this process you know it's not just for children um even though it's wonderful for children um absolutely it's so applicable for us as adults to be able to be open to use this process because it's so effective and it's literally an option an alternative but a very uh, effective option for adults and i really feel passionate about providing that service it's not widely known it's not widely appreciated potentially that this is a viable and effective form of therapy for adults and it could be easy to get into the realm of like i I think it's an easier sell for kids to be like oh use art to express how kids are feeling oh yeah that's totally fine yeah let's do that whereas you're like an adult are like no you're either (laughs) i need to to communicate through words or i'm not communicating about my trauma no (laughs) it's it's compartmentalized i'm not processing it no and so, like, I suppose we, we've kind of explained or you, you've explained for me anyways, what kind of you mean by art therapy and like who could who could use it? I'm conscious in your professional capacity, uh, you are a co-founder and an art therapist of So Earth Projects. So <laughs> what is So Earth Projects? So So Earth Projects <laughs> is a uh, business that's just emerging now. Um, we've built a purpose-built venue for eco and creative wellness retreats, but also art psychotherapy service. So basically that would mean we're looking to help within the community people, I suppose, who want to intervene with our service who, who may have mental health difficulty. And there is a service there to provide that you know, so we have a creative arts therapy team with us here in Soworth. And then also we have a wellness program, you know, we're going to be rolling that out. So the, the emphasis is mental health and wellness center for people who would from the community, but also from other areas. So we hope to potentially have groups down and um, from businesses and corporates as well to, I suppose, for the wellness piece and to really, I suppose, connect with nature and connect with creativity and to give them that that wellness piece, you know, through those different areas. 
So it's an integrative kind of experience. It's a very holistic experience for them, a rounded experience for them. So we believe in those two areas. We believe in that nature can provide, you know, such a wellness, both for obviously our environment, you know, if we nurture the environment, but also it has a, an effect of nurturing us. So nature is very important in the business that we run, but also creativity does, because obviously creativity um, can build relationships as a very interpersonal process within groups obviously and then has a, a very inner health benefit for us as well obviously you know knowing what we know in the creative arts therapy area so there's a clinical piece and then there's a wellness piece and you know the clinical piece is developing as we speak you know so therapists are here and they're working away and it's fantastic to see both art and music at the moment down here um and it's fantastic yeah it's great to see that build and hopefully the groups then will happen later you know in the year we'll see how we go with that so um but yeah it's only just been built so we're on the early days of that but we have a lot of experience to bring and we're ready to to go for it so getting getting off the ground it sounds like for me, it's it's something that I think is very beneficial for a lot of people. I think we think of like team building and I'm like, OK, you need to go a bit more than team building or wellness and stuff. And I'm conscious that, you know, I think the different kinds of therapies, if we're talking just in a mental health sense, they are kind of gaining a little bit of traction yeah. over the last while. So that is yeah. beneficial. And I hope that, you know, um, newfound knowledge or newfound understanding and the traction really um, it's helpful and beneficial for you in so worth and I wish you all the best with with the project and with everything that you may do Heidi thank you so much for joining me and having all the chats with me today thank you for having me I really enjoyed having um, a bit of a chat about this fantastic no problem um, if people wanted to find you or IACAT or anyone like that on social yeah. media where where do they need to go what do they need to search for if you want to find out more about creative art therapy as a body, professional body, um, you can go to our IACAT website, iacat.ie, and you will be able to find all the different modalities there. If you want to get hold of myself, we have a website, soethprojects.com. And yeah, we provide arts psychotherapy services, both in art and music therapy. It's a professional service within Kill County Kildare. And it's very accessible. It's um, just off the N7, which is fantastic. So very easy to get to. And if you want more information, just, yeah, just tap into the website. And we have all our contacts on the website, email and phone number and all that. So, yeah. So that's IACAT, I-A-C-A-T dot I-E um, for it. the Association of Creative Art Therapists and SoEarthProjects.com for yourself and everything yeah. down in Kildare. Yeah, so Great stuff. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Heidi and get have a better understanding about what art therapy is, what it might involve and all of the different ways it can benefit and if there's any information that you do need or do want to find out about as we said in the podcast make sure to check out iCat and um so earth projects on the interwebs but if you aren't i'm conscious that so earth is based in kildare if you're not based in kildare do go onto the iCat website because that will tell you all of the creative art therapists across the country and you might be able to find one in your closer area in a closer area to you in, across ireland uh just a reminder that this is episode two in 
um, a six part series talking about all the different creative art therapies. So please be sure to to check into all of the rest of them. As always, if you have any comments or thoughts or questions or ideas on episodes or if you want to be involved in an episode, please be sure to reach out to us on social media. It's at thegreenelephant.ie on Instagram and Facebook and greenelephantmh on Twitter. Uh, thank you for joining us thank you for having a conversation about mental health and I hope you have a great day and we'll catch you next time where we are talking with Heather and Heather is a drama therapist Um, so be sure to tune in for that one address the elephant in the room your mental health matters